Welcome everybody to Hot Takes, Papa Spice's Hot Takes with Hands and Harry. That's right. It's your boy Papa Spice, Greg Rice, coming at you. And uh, we've got a fun episode uh, tonight. But before we get to that, uh, I am with my compadres, uh, Hands and Harry. Harry, how you doing tonight? You know, I'm doing I'm doing great, Papa. I appreciate you asking. Um, the weather's been lovely. You know, it seems like we're finally getting into that 70, 50 range every day. And shout out to all the people who uh, who made it through and pushed through our, our Snyder pod last week. And uh, I know we had some technical difficulties. So thanks to everybody who uh, went and checked it out on YouTube for us. For sure. Hans, how about you? How you doing tonight, buddy? I'm good. I- I'm so happy that we're going to be discussing the uh, Zack Snyder Justice's Grey Cut today for the next four hours oh, surprise man. nothing i like more than a black and white four hour Zack snyder movie this yes. is how we trick the people in we we title it as a different episode and then here's the great cut bring them in Zach's, all Zack snyder cuts well as much as i would love to spend another fraction of my life watching a Zack snyder justice league cut uh that's not why we're here tonight we're actually here for godzilla versus kong and uh, boy, howdy, I'm so excited to talk uh, talk this up with you guys. Um, I am a huge Godzilla fan. You can see my Godzilla Palooza poster in the background if you're watching here on YouTube. I'm actually rocking my Godzilla shirt here tonight. So it is all good. We are, we are excited to talk about some Godzilla and some Kaiju and all that good stuff. So... With that out of the way, uh, we're going to try and keep it so it's not quite as long as our previous episode. No promises, <laughs> but, you know, we'll see how that goes. But uh, let's chat. So Godzilla versus Kong, number one at the box office, huh? What do you guys think about that? Uh, I mean, it made it made almost $50 million over its five day because it came out on the 31st on a Wednesday. So the numbers mm-hmm. are a little bit askew there with that. Um, but it made pretty much almost $30 million over the weekend. And to put that in comparison, this is kind of the first movie um, post-pandemic that's like really skyrocketed. I mean, Tenet actually, if you think back on it, made $20 million its opening weekend, which for my boy Nolan, that, looks, that number looks better considering all the garbage that came out afterwards. But Wonder Woman only made $16 million. Now, again, that also had the – that also has in common with Godzilla vs. Kong, the Warner Brothers element of released in theaters the same day and released on uh, HBO Max the same day. And then the only other movie of note that I could find was Tom and Jerry, uh, which made $14 million, which is, again, another Warner Brothers property. Um, so they're actually killing the box office. And obviously, it's also because they have movies coming out. you know. And I think you know, with Disney, Disney moving uh, Black Widow you know, to streaming as well, same day as theaters, I think they're kind of seeing, you know, if you look at actually like the top five you know, highest grossing movies since pandemic, uh you know they're mostly warner brothers movies and godzilla vs kong knocking it out of the park yeah i mean i think there's a couple things that play into this um number one uh you've got more and more people getting vaccinated and feeling safer um and it's been some time and you know you don't hear about people catching covid from going to the movies or anything like that um number two this was a uh pretty highly anticipated movie um you know you have the the two alpha titans as it were squaring off it's not like a a a b-lister as much as i love rodan he's a b-lister um so you know it's not quite like king of the monsters but uh 
you have that stuff. And, you know, like you said, the weather's been nicer and people wanting to get out of the house. It was spring break weekend for a lot of people or Easter weekend. So, uh, you know, schools were out. Um, I'm happy to see that it made all this money. I think if you had asked me last year if this would be Wonder Woman 84, I'd probably I I wouldn't think that it would. But um, but here we are. So uh, hands, any thoughts on the uh, GVK box office? It's crazy to think that this is like this type of movie of how how it was marketed and they were setting it up all like since back, I think, at Skull Island. Like Mm -hmm. we knew that it was kind of common. And to think that a movie is $50 million is number one. And when it's kicking off like the summer blockbuster is really crazy to think about. But then you look at the past three, four months of where movies were. I think it's really cool. And it it is heading in the right direction. Now, I I think that uh, I hopefully we start seeing more more like wider releases with these type of movies. Like I know, like I would love to see Mortal Kombat in the theater, like that, that type of movie. It, it's going to get direct the HBO max, but I'm, uh, and I'm, it's unfortunate that black widow is getting pushed back because I think that this is kind of showing that like, you're right. Everyone's getting vaccinated. A lot, people are feeling a lot more comfortable to kind of get out of their comfort zone to, you know, to go to the movies, which I, I know a ton of people like in just in general, go to the movies to kind of escape, like some kind of like reality or whatever, like it just as a yeah. getaway. So it, it's heading in the right direction, which is good for movie theaters. Cause I, unfortunately I haven't been to the movie since rise of Skywalker. So that was my last taste of a movie in a, on a big screen. Sorry. Um, I know. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's the stink of it. And I have right now. Um, but other than that, I, it, it's good. It, it's, it's showing that we're going in the right direction just as, as a business hole for movies. So I, I think that, you know, uh, it, it's great. I, I would expect it. I, hopefully I was expecting to kind of do more. I not do more, but wanted to do more. So these like blockbusters can start releasing again. Cause I, I'm frankly like it's, it's as a, as a movie viewer and like a movie fan, it's, it's upsetting that all these movies are getting pushed back, but I completely mm-hmm. understand why I'm not, I'm not yeah, going to complain and say like, uh, like I'm not going to be the first to complain and say like, why is this hat? Like I understand but I'm, I'm glad that they're actually like kind of turning a corner and going in the right direction. And this is just proof that, you know, there is an audience for it. Now is 50 million. Is that worldwide or is that domestic? That's domestic, it's domestic. It's domestic. Yeah, which is, yeah. which is phenomenal. Like, especially from you're right. Wonder woman would have killed this in, in theaters, but you know, it's, it, that's great for, for, uh, for Godzilla. Yeah. yeah so you other... touched. Oh, Sorry, go, uh, ahead. go ahead. Harry. No, go. Uh, yeah, the only or... other thing I was going to say was, uh, that it, you know, New York and LA theaters are now open as well to a certain capacity. And I'm glad that the theaters are, you know, not going full swing with being like, hey, we're 100% open. And, you know, especially in our area where it's, you know, hey, you know, 15%, 20%, 25% max for an auditorium viewing experience to make people feel comfortable. And hey, if you don't feel comfortable, what what I do enjoy about what HBO is doing is they are saying, hey, if you don't feel comfortable, you can watch it today at home. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, for people out there who, you know, don't feel like going, you know, there is the other option for that. So, um, you know, do what makes you feel comfortable. If you don't want to go to the movies to see it, then perfectly fine with me. Yeah, uh, I think uh, two other additional thoughts on this. Number one, it definitely bodes well for future blockbuster releases like uh, Black Widow. Um, this is kind of the first movie that we've seen in the pandemic era where it's like, OK, this mm-hmm. is what we can really do realistically. And, you know, if if those uh, percentages start going wider um, 
for example, them allowing 50% of the theater in instead of, you know, 30, 35 or whatever, it's only going to make more money. Uh, second thing is this is a movie too, that just, you, you kind of got to see on the big screen, right? This is what right. the big screen the ex- experience is all about. Um, no offense to, and this is going to sound like I'm throwing it under the bus, but I promise I'm not Judas and the black Messiah. Great movie, but like, not necessarily a big screen experience. Like I, I was fine watching that in the comfort of my own home. Um, but Godzilla versus Kong was something that I, I had to see in theaters and uh, hands you touched on this, but yeah, this, this was, you know, our first time going back for some of us uh, for me personally, it was my second time. Um, I saw wonder woman 84 in theaters and then I saw this, but other than that, I haven't been in theaters since February, 2020. Um, so it's, it's fun. Yeah, it's a little different having to wear the mask throughout. But, you know, if that's the cost of safety, then so be it. I don't care about that. Um, Hair, was this your like, have you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, this uh, this was my first theater experience since uh, February of 2020 seeing uh, Invisible Man in IMAX. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I mean, like you said, Greg, the definitely the pull of seeing it in a large format like a Dolby or an IMAX was was definitely there. And, and shout out Valerie Brown for uh, for hooking it up there with that. Appreciate her. Uh, taking about. care of that but um but yeah i mean i know i know chris didn't see it that way and you know I, i'm sure you know he would have you know loved to but you know at the same time again i just go back to this whole thing where it's like you do have the flexibility like you know where we can all have this conversation and have seen the movie you know we all all three of us don't have to try to get together to make plans to you know go out to the theater or chris doesn't have to stress you know about you know if we're recording something like this to have to go to the theater to make a night of it you know he can just pop it on you know pause it i mean um so yeah chris sorry i didn't mean to spoil your uh your 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 viewing experience there but greg also forgot to mention that he has a 20 inch tv at home and he uh only one speaker works so that's why he had to get out to to go <laughs> yeah <see>. exactly <laughs> something like that um so harry you had a note about uh subtitles yeah. So one thing, you know, like I mentioned, haven't been to a movie uh, in theaters since February of 2020 and uh, really miss subtitles. Uh, I love subtitles. I'm a big advocate of subtitles should be on every film. I don't think they're distracting. I don't think that they're a problem. If anything, they prepare you for when you get older in life. And if you have hearing problems, you're already caught up on how to view subtitles. There's, you know, when Bong Joon-ho won the Oscar, uh, you know, for Parasite, you know, he expressed like, you know, hey, you know, watch movies with subtitles. It'll it'll change the way you can view movies and see movies. So uh, for me, some of the parts in Godzilla, and I mean, especially watching it in Dolby, uh, it was kind of like after a big Dolby scene or, you know, the monsters fighting. And then you hear, you know, Brian Terry Henry or Millie Bobby Brown, like talking about something and you're like, what are you saying? I, I, you know, so <laughs> it was a little bit jarring in that perspective, but yeah, man, I wish, uh, I wish open captions were on every single movie, but uh, yeah, miss subtitles for this viewing experience. Mm-hmm. What so are your thoughts watched, on that? I watched it with subtitles on, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, on HBO max. And I, I honestly, like I didn't start watching movies with subtitles. I think until one of you kind of recommended it like on the show. So now like I, I, I it drives Catherine crazy, I think, cause we're, we just finished the show last night Ugh. and, um, when we put the like one episode, we kind of waited like two weeks before we um like got back into it, and she's like, "Why are your subtitles on? Is that the is that the show?" I'm like, kind of forgot I left them on, but our sounds like is kind of like going goofy on our TV, so I had like to in order understanding there was like a lot of dialogue, so I but it didn't bother me like going through them. Like I actually prefer the subtitles, and I think most of the movies that I've watched I've had on with subtitles. 
Now, yeah. I, I don't know if it, like just I don't know if this is just a one off or for whatever. The the I don't know if the characters were kind of talking too fast for the closed captioning to keep up or the subtitles, but it was kind of off for um for HBO Max. And I feel like they were skipping some lines. Like you could tell that like some of the audio, like they were they were kind of the words were coming up like maybe a sentence or two after. And I was kind of like, all right, well now this is getting distracting. So <laughs> like I, when I got to the point where like uh, like I think like towards the end I turned them off. Because once, like, Godzilla and Kong were fighting for, like, the last time, I'm like, I don't think I need subtitles for this. Like, I, I really Roar. don't. Like, oh, dude, that, yeah. <laughs> like, just, like, grunt. Like, uh, like it just, like, a... like a Ancient like, lamentation. The, yeah. The one said, like, the one said, like, like disappointed grunt or something like that. I'm like, I like, yeah, I heard that. Like, but I, I, I think, like, yeah, I, I from now on, I, I'm going to watch movies with subtitles for the most part, unless it's, like, something I've seen before. But I, I think it kind of adds because a lot. I, I think I'm, I'm going to be 36 next month. I think my hearing's pretty much almost shot anyway. So, you know. Chris, Chris Alfer also forgot to mention his his, his home. They watch uh, movies and television shows at like 10 volume. So that's not what we do. But here we, we've the, discussed uh, this. I don't household. have it. I don't have an option because my TV's broken. Well, it's uh, it's really quiet over there. So it is, uh, yeah. if you you gotta you gotta make sure you know to under try to understand the whispers so the subtitles that, make sense. There. That's true. Even if the TV was fixed, it would still be at like ten or eleven. So it's all right. Hands, just get rid of that VCR TV combo. Upgrade, my man. It's twentieth century, twenty yeah. first century, actually. Uh, you know, you can you can skip up from that. Yeah, but yeah. I think there was a and, you know, granted, we'll cut you some slack because you're a subtitle newbie. But um, there was actually an easy way to resolve this. Harry, you want to let them know? Well, I mean, I wouldn't say easy way. I mean, I will say that HBO Max out of all the streaming services that I have experienced nine times out of 10, if I ever have an issue with subtitles, it is HBO Max. But I usually just keep restarting it until it, it pops up. Amazon Prime, actually, I'm, I'm Amazon. Bezos, get on it. So I've had issues with your subtitles as well. Um, now, like there was one movie, thirteen going on thirty. The wife made me watch it. It's actually not bad. It got a lot of problems with it, but we'll save that for another podcast. But uh, yeah, I usually just keep rebooting it until like it comes up good, um, or I'll try a different device. But you know, like either through the PlayStation or you know Roku Stick or something, or the, even the TV. Um, Disney Plus is the only one I've experienced problems with. I, I find really? like if you re- yeah, I find if you like rewind a scene oh, yeah. back um then the subtitles just disappear and you have to like exit out and put it yeah. back yeah. on so we're pausing it sometimes i know throws it off every once in a while Net- netflix well, subtitles are really good so we we we, yeah. we, had, we were watching behind her eyes yesterday and that like kind of was like like kept up with everything so that was good all right. Well, this has been a great episode of uh, Hot Sp- Subtitles with Papa Spice. <laughs> Listen, let us know. Do you watch Do you watch your movies and shows with subtitles? Because if you don't, you're wrong. It's the wrong way to watch. Watch it with subtitles. <laughs> well said. Um, so this was an Adam Wingard movie directed by Adam Wingard, and uh, he is a big fan of the big G, Godzilla. Um, ah. Any thoughts on uh, Adam Wingard, his body of work? You know, I uh, I really enjoyed his two movies, The Guest and Your Next. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, but if you if you did, uh, those were the two that kind of jumped out to me for him. Uh, the Guest is a really they're kind of 
I don't want to call them horror movies, but they definitely have, you know, a spooky element underneath of like, you know, kind of what's going on. I wouldn't say it's like paranormal type stuff. It's more of like, what is this person? Who is this person and what are they doing? And, you know, who are these people who are trying to kill us? But would highly so like suspense or thrillers suspense. Yeah, definitely. I would say uh, would be more leaning towards that and thriller. Um, but yeah, those two movies highly recommend. I, I don't know if they're on Netflix um, but I know the guest was for a long time. Um, and your next is definitely one I, w- I would dig up if you uh, if you are looking for Adam Wingard movies. Cool. Um, I, d- I haven't seen either of those hands of you. Oh, no, I, I can't. I know, I, I know your next has been on Netflix for a long time because I think it was on my like queue to watch. And I just never got it. I never watched like got, yeah. I, it never what, was I think- next. I yeah, <laughs> I, I think I built my queue into like maybe like forty movies, and this was like well before I like you know, like was a dad and married and everything. I just pretty much would go back and watch the same thing over and over. So um, I yeah, I think by the time I probably was going to get around to watching it, they took it off Netflix. So um, yeah, I, yeah I, that was for the guest. I don't I don't even know what your next is about. So. Well, this is the thing. I would like to be like telling you about it, but I like to be a little cryptic about it because they are two movies that kind of, you know, like Greg said, keep you kind of on the edge of your seat and like kind of what's going on here. Who's this guy? What's he doing? What's this person up to? So highly suggest that if you guys are looking for thriller or suspense, uh, you know, movies, not just you two, but, you know, our lovely audience and, and their thoughts. So add it to the queue. Are there any giant monsters in it? Uh, no, <laughs> that's the other thing. There are no giant monsters in it. Wait, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> just double checking the memory banks uh okay well thanks for the recommendations hair um who were you guys pulling for before the movie started well i i, I think we know who greg was pulling for um yeah. greg also greg also failed to mention uh the Probably millions of dollars that, you know, obviously we all know Greg and the Papa Spice Empire is, you know, flowing with cash. Him and Bezos are, are the problems with the world. But anyway, yeah, that's it. He, he, he forget, failed to mention all his Godzilla collection of, of toys. And, you know, he also forgot to mention his Criterion collection. So, mm. Janet, if you're listening to this, he got a bunch of lava lamps and he also got some books. So just a heads up. I hate so, you yeah, so much right now. For Godzilla. But I was pulling for, honestly, I was pulling for Kong. I'm not going to lie. Not because I don't like Godzilla, uh, but I think it's just Kong, when it came out in 2005, that was like, uh, I was just about 17. Um, And then in the last Kong Skull Island, like, I think he's just a little bit more relatable. You know, I think the problem with Godzilla is he's uh, kind of a god and uh, he breathes like nuclear fire out of his mouth. Um, But I like an underdog. So I was pulling for Kong. Okay, hands. How about you? Yeah, same thing. I, and only because I haven't seen any of the previous Godzilla movies. So uh, <laughs> the only Godzilla movie that I have in my memory bank right now is the. Um, Don't say Matthew. Broderick. Is is the one with uh with Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew Broderick. Um, Stop that's it. it. Well, first of all, Sarah Jessica Parker isn't even in that movie. So yeah, she is. <laughs> no, no, she's not. <laughs> You're yeah. thinking of Maria Patillo. <laughs> no, Sarah Jessica Parker is in that Godzilla. I, 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 I'm gonna look it up in a minute. But yeah, uh, like, we'll so, put five bucks on it. All right. So, <laughs> sorry, I, I just got, I just got thrown off. <laughs> so, um, I, I, the only reason, like, yeah, Harry's right. Like, Kong's like very relatable, and like, I kind of felt bad for him, like during like Skull Island, and like, mm-hmm. you kind of like relate to him where 
he's he's been in captivity pretty much all his life. Well, at least on that island, he couldn't really go anywhere. He would like own that place. And then during this one, you find out like in the very beginning of the movie, he's basically in captivity where they're like studying him and like, you know, trying to, I would say they're like kind of like acting like a zoo where they're trying to help him and like kind of, but I, I, that doesn't happen at the end of Skull Island, right? Like he's on Skull Island. And then the first time we see him since is in that like kind of area, right? Yes. Uh, So we'll get to that in one second. Let me just throw in my pick. So for those that are unaware, yes, I'm a huge Godzilla fan. I do love Kong also, um, but Godzilla for me is the big bad the like king. i i love i love godzilla yeah he is the king of monsters and uh, i am like harry said a huge godzilla fan been watching for as long as i can remember um and one of my favorite godzilla movies was kong king kong versus godzilla the original mm-hmm. um even though you know a lot of people consider it on the lower end they, they think it's pretty cheesy but uh you're not like but other, yeah so people with our uh, with our picks out of the way for who we were pulling for and who our favorites are, um, talking about Skull Island, uh, yeah, the original or the original the the Skull Island movie took place in the seventies, and yeah, the last time we saw him was there, uh, and then now at the start of this movie, Skull Island has been encapsulated by a monarch outpost. Yeah. So, Which I guess would also explain why he wasn't involved in Godzilla King of Monsters as well. Um, right. But I honestly, like, it I disoriented me for, like, the first, I think, 15 minutes of this movie because I had totally forgot that Kong Skull Island took place in the 70s. So I was, like, watching it, and I was like, wait. And I was like, oh, yeah, got, you know, Kong had to grow because they, right. they mentioned that as he's, you know, he's going to grow. But, uh, yeah, but, yeah, in case people forgot, yeah, it takes place in the 70s. Right. Yeah, I, I thought too. I'm like, I'm like, why didn't they ask what's it like Brie Olson or um or the other one to come? What's his name? Hiddleston. Oh Tom Hiddleston to come back. And, Sarah and then Jessica I realized, Parker. like, yeah. All right. I and I did fact check that. I I was wrong. She looks like Sarah <laughs> Jessica Parker. Um, she does. I'll give you that. I, I don't know why. Like, well, her and Matthew Roderick <laughs> were together, so that's why I probably thought like it was one of those movies where like couples act and and I don't whatever. <laughs> but um, I I was wrong. But yeah, I like I forgot too. Like, and I didn't know. Like, I didn't know if that was like a post credit scene in King of the Monsters where they were leading into this, where they show Kong in captivity, um, or not. I keep saying captivity, but like in that like dome. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, but you can tell like in the beginning, like he doesn't want to be there because he basically like takes a whole tree and almost puts a hole through that place that looks like it's always raining. Yes. Yeah. He puts multiple yeah. holes in there. It's a Camino um, from Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I love that reference. Uh, so then we had some additions to the cast. Um, do you guys, what are your thoughts on uh, Brian Tyree Henry and Julian Dennison, yeah, our so, non-returning members? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, you know, Chris doesn't know this, but Vera, she bit the bullet uh, in Godzilla King of Monsters. She, she, she took the sacrifice there for that. I was actually wondering um, where she was. Cause I thought I saw her on the cast list at one point, like before this movie came out. So Thanks. Yeah. I, I yeah. Thank you for clearing that part up. She, she might have been in like a flashback scene that got deleted or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll talk about deleted scenes um, as well, <laughs> or what we think yeah. of deleted scenes. But yeah, uh, listen, Brian Tyree Henry. Um, I mean, he really popped off for me when I saw Widows. Um, he's Daniel Kaluuya's brother. Who Daniel Kaluuya, hoping he wins the uh, the Oscar for uh, supporting actor this year. He's an incredible actor. Frank's favorite actor my probably favorite actor as well considering things but i mean 
you know, uh, he's top, he's top tier for sure. But Brian Terry Henry is not, not too far behind him. I know he's been on um, Atlanta um, on FX, but I haven't actually had a chance to catch that show, but he is, uh, he's incredible. And I just love the energy he brought kind of this kind of, you know, podcaster, just like us um, trying to solve these mysteries of what's going on on there. And um, Greg, we, we talked about it in uh, one of our podcasts. Uh, I think it was a director podcast when we talked about, um, Hunt Taika, for the Wilder People. Uh, yeah. yeah, Hunt for the Wilder People and Julian Julian Dennison playing. You know, I just love seeing him getting work. Get get that work, Julian. Um, you know, would love to see him in more things. So I thought those additions were nice um, with it as well. Hans, any thoughts on those two joining the cast? <sighs> Not really. Like, I like Julian Dennison. I think he was great. Like, he was in Deadpool 2, like Hunt mm-hmm. for the Wilder People, which I love. Two great movies that I love him in. Um, and we'll get to this. Like, I, I think that they are really good actors. I just wasn't a fan of like kind of their storyline and Mm. and we'll get a little bit further into this. Um, Was it Brian Taylor Henry? I'm not too familiar with his work. Um, I actually did go on IMDb um, just to see like kind of what some stuff like he was in, like he was in like an episode of this is us, which I know is Harry's favorite show. Um, So so I, um, I, I kind of don't remember like who he was in that, but I mean, Catherine religiously watched that show. So, um, but he, he was in like, he was in, um, did a voice in, into the Spider-Verse. So he kind of like has been in some things that I've seen. Um, But other than that, I, 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 they're great actors. I just like, I kind of think their whole storyline, which I hope we get into in a little bit about that. Um, You know, I I don't have too much to say about them. Okay. Um, Ken Watanabe's character is one that that was left off because obviously he died in uh, King yeah. of the Monsters. Uh, Spoiler Harry, alert, Chris. About oh, that? Come on. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so listen, that's why he wasn't in this one, Chris, in case you, you remember him from the other two Godzillas, um, which you didn't I'm, see. I'm actually having Mandela. I'm, not... I'm having Mandela effect because I swear to God, when I started watching this movie the other day, he was in it. But whatever. I He wasn't. Uh, I guess clearly he was not. Um, So, so my question, and and this is for, for obviously the Godzilla master uh, Papa Mm -hmm. spice. Um, Mm -hmm. So if, if I'm not mistaken in King of monsters, he goes to hollow earth or a section of hollow earth. Maybe it's the underwater Atlantis version of hollow earth. And he drops a nuke in there to revive Godzilla, but like hollow earth is fine. So they, (laughs) They bring up the hollow earth theory when they talk about that uh, yeah. in, in King of the Monsters, but I don't think that's actually a part of hollow earth. I just think it's like an underwater temple city area. Um, yeah. hollow, hollow earth as a concept is like the core of the earth being hollowed out yeah. and a landmass in there. So yeah. if, yeah, I mean, th- this wasn't hollow earth proper. If, if it was part of it, it was mm. part of the tunnel going to it. Uh, so they, they blew up an sense. entrance. He blew up an entrance to like one part because, like, if, he if it was part of water, it, yes, he comes yeah. out of the water and he's like on, like, he's in some cave somewhere. I assume Godzilla's cool hideout, you know, like the back cave, <laughs> but where he gets <laughs> all his cave. tools and yeah, he's, he gets all his tools and everything to throw his stuff. But um, yeah, I just thought that was a little weird um, because you know I was thinking about that during the movie. It's just not a plot hole, but just as a weird part of like where are we in Hollow Earth compared to where we were in the last one? Uh, a little hurting on connectivity there for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and speaking of Ken Watanabe's character, Doctor Sarazawa, uh, this this kind of 
was really a weird, like unexplained thing for me. But the mm. um, the character that works for Simmons, um, the Japanese character in this movie, his name is Sarazawa also spelled the same yeah. way and everything. Uh, I double check the credits to make sure. But they don't say if there's a relationship to Ken Watanabe's Dr. Sarazawa. Yeah. It seems really weird that you would have a character with the same surname um but not explain any type of connection when i mean he could clearly be like a son or uh, a brother younger brother or something um it just seemed really weird and out of place so i suspect that there's a deleted scene where they explain that connection mm-hmm. but who knows i mean i don't know hands th- you look like you got something to say i, no, I think and i and from not coming from you know king of the monsters uh, right. Not seeing King of Monsters. I think there is like a dialogue where he says something about his father. I'm mm-hmm. not 100% sure because I assume that when he said like my father, I thought he was talking about Ken Watanabe. Wont- I don't know how to say his name. Um, but I thought that's who he was kind of referring to. And I did the same thing where I, I like went on IMDb and everything like the credit, like it's the same like name and everything. So I assume that was yeah. his father. Um, I th- thought he said something with that but i'm not entirely sure but um we'll have to go back and watch like it's i it, i think it's during the scene where he meets um Skarsgård's character like in philly yeah oh yeah yeah the i think that, i think that's where he mentions his father okay listen all right I yeah think what, i mean yeah no go ahead no i was gonna say i think what we need is we need the the godzilla vs kong director the wing guard cut <laughs> so i think that's what we all need we need a four-hour movie uh, I read, read a thing where Wingard was like, I like to keep my movie short, like two hours, like, and we're out of there. Like, that's what all the time we should need. So, yeah, what we need is maybe the Warner Brothers cut of the four hours explaining all these deleted scenes of Vera Farmiga and uh, Ken Watanabe and uh, Sirizawa just, you know, letting so us know. Stop everything. that. Stop. Well, look, OK, so on that point, we're calling um, you for know, it. Yeah, I rally behind. I thought the movie overall moved fairly quick like it's a two-hour movie but you know i I thought it it didn't feel like it but that said i still think they could have cut like 10 to 15 minutes out of this um Mm. and made it more like hour 40 um it just uh i don't know there there were some storylines along along with hands that uh i didn't like as well and um it just seemed like there were a little bit there was a little bit of like, I guess, over exposition or, or stuff that was unnecessary. So, um, look, I don't need a wind guard. Cut. <laughs> this cut is fine <laughs> unless you're going to make the wind yeah. guard cut even shorter and throw in an exact phrase about Sarah's Iowa's connection. Yeah. I, and I agree. Like this movie did go by quick because I, mm. I, I find it very like rare nowadays where I like I sit down and watch like a movie and in, in one sitting. And this is where, like, I kind of, I sat down and I think by the time I paused to, like, like, run and go to the bathroom and I had, like, maybe a half hour left or, like, I think mm-hmm. it was right before the, um, the right Tokyo before scene. or right after the um, Kong gets Kong. the axe in Hol- at Hollow Earth. So it was, oh, like, okay. right where Godzilla blows the hole through Hollow Earth. So I thought that was where I, like, I, and I'm like, wow, you still got, like, this, like, really flew by. Like, I didn't think it felt long. And these movies kind of tend, and summer blockbusters sometimes do tend to drag on. And that's why I like he left it at like not including the credits. It's like a good hour, 54 minutes, I think, which is great because it's it's it really it, those movies really fill up with a lot of like stuff that's not necessary. So it, it definitely it went by very well. Like I, I thought like I, I wasn't right. bored and it, it had. No, you're right. There were some things that could have been cut, 
but at, from what we were given, I, I didn't have any problem with the length of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So going back to the, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, yeah. I mean the, just a real quick, it's like, I, I felt like there was two different storylines that they had to try to fit in. And it's like, mm-hmm. you probably could have just cut one of them or, you know, had them meet up and just kind of all talk about it. Kind of like what Godzilla King of Monsters did where they kind of brought Kyle Chandler in. So like the rest of them on the ship and they were all like kind of, you know, from the action, it would cut to that as opposed to going to two different stories. So that was my only comment on that. Okay. Uh, moving back to the plot of the movie, you had a question about Kong's transportation. Method. Listen, listen, <laughs> this is my problem here. Okay. So they go to Rebecca Hall, the Kong whisperer, and they're like, yo, listen, we're, you know, we, Sarsgaard out of the basement of Philly comes up and he's like, we need Kong. He's going to solve everything. And again, a little little disorienting about like what he's going to solve, really. And then Rebecca Hall like gets to just put her stamp on it and be like, we're going, we're shipping them. And they decide <laughs> to go by boat. They decide to go by boat when like Godzilla can swim. Like that's a thing. Like what is the, what's the logic there? Yeah, well, um, so passionate about this. Yeah, you, you kind of do. And that's okay. It's good to be passionate about a Godzilla movie. Um, so in the original uh, King Kong versus Godzilla, he also right. traveled by boat. And uh, I mean, the logic, I guess, is where are you going to get like long term flight to carry a monster that size? Like, they you know, it. most of the option. it was well, yeah, 15 but, minutes later. Yeah, but not long. Like, I'm assuming they got most of the way for their journey and then they cut it and, uh, you know, they took them by air. But there'd be no way to sustain that kind of weight for an extended period overseas. That's fair. Yeah. Con- now, Con- now I will say, Jesus, <laughs> I will say that um, it was a little disorienting because yeah, like you said, Rebecca Hall puts her stamp on it. And it's just like, okay, we're going. And then the next thing Sign you see is line. like Kong is asleep and he's all chained up and it's like, well, how did that happen? Did he go willingly or like, you yeah, know, like- I, I thought that too. Like, how did they explain to him what, like what he's doing? Like at that point, they don't know, like the little girl, like can sign with him. Like how, like, does he yeah. understand like human, like, all right, look, we're going on a boat and to the, to the Arctic. Like how, do, how do you explain where, that? In, in the original, you know, they, and I, I hate to keep throwing that in there, but they actually explain it because the Island that he was on, had a berry very unique to it that was like super potent for putting things to sleep. So they got them mm-hmm. all juiced up on the berries. He got knocked yeah. out and then they, they chained him up with the, the help of the uh, villagers and put him on the boat. But yeah. here it's just like, Oh no, he's on the boat. He's on the sea. Like he was cool <laughs> with it. Yeah. I, and I thought, I thought that too. I'm like, why, like, why, why is he like, did they, first of all, those chains are huge. So mm-hmm. how did they, like, they needed, they probably need like a crane to put them on. Like, yeah. it, or like, like a couple people, like at least like 15, 20 people to at least try and get them on. Or he had to put them on himself. So I, I agree. It, like they outfitted that boat in advance, knowing full well they were leaving with Kong one way or the other. Right. Yeah. Like that yeah. wasn't, a, that wasn't like, this is like nine months after she agrees. Like now they had that boat ready. <laughs> Listen, to go. It was like next day. The, the yeah. paperwork on that has got to be incredible. Like who's <laughs> deciding, like, how do we get these changed? Like we just have this boat ready to move. And listen, I'll at least give them credit for that. Like, obviously this is deep into the Titan universe. So mm-hmm. it, 
it's understood that like they probably have built, you know, military equipment or transports to like, if they have to move them or whatever it is, but you know, it, it was just baffling to me that you would be like, let's take them by boat. That'll be cool. <laughs> Nothing will happen. We're not in the waters that Godzilla likes to patrol. It's fine. So moving on, we have uh, the round one of the fight. Uh, what did yeah. you guys think about that? Hans, how about you? I thought it was cool. It was it was short, but I mean, like, it, it's kind of an introductory fight. You get to see, like, kind of what their fighting styles are against each other. Like, Khan's, like, a, like a brawler for the most mm-hmm. part. Like, he, he like, just goes, like... He's when, scrappy. Dude, I actually cracked up, like, was laughing so hard. And not because it was actually funny, but I think it was just, like, the way it was shot is where Godzilla comes up and, like, Kong just, like, knocks him right in the... Like, gives him, like, a right <laughs> hand. And Godzilla, like, kind of, like, look, like, like, really? Like... <laughs> Like it kind of knocked them loose for a little bit, but I was like, but I thought that was cool. But you, I think it's also see, you see like Godzilla's fighting style is like kind of like adapting to the environment in terms of like mm-hmm. using using like the water to his advantage and everything. Like he has those tiny little dinosaur arms, so like he's not going to get that full reach. Um, but I thought I thought it was cool. I like especially how you know you you wonder how like how they are going to fight in terms of like how like their fighting styles and i i thought they they did it really well especially with him kind of just like staying still and and with the whole boat flipping over i thought they used the environment like really well for that yeah that was neat how would you think yeah i thought i thought you know look wise cgi wise it looked pretty dope um i mean i watched it on my tv and in the theater and didn't really have too many complaints with that but yeah some sick kong jumps on the boat he really used the disadvantage i mean this is where kong or this is where godzilla had the home field advantage you know what i mean he was (laughs) playing he had the crowd behind him he had the whole ocean there and you know kong did the best of what he could yeah obviously i think lost the fight i think we can all agree with that but he got some kong got some assistance from the from the humans as well which you know, kind of knocks that score down a little bit even more for me. But, you know, in a way, I almost thought Khan kind of won the fight because of the humans um, and their assists. Um, but, uh, yeah, I loved, I, loved the, I loved the Kong jumps on the boat. That was pretty dope. Uh, my favorite part of the fight was um, Kong headbutting Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, underwater. That was, was dope. Like, yeah, it was like just one of the – that's the moment where my jaw dropped, and I'm like, all right, this is what I'm here to see. Give me that. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with both of you guys. I think, uh, the scene itself was really good. Um, the round definitely went to Godzilla. Sorry, hair, not, yeah. not cause, uh, Kong Listen, humans in his, I, I agree. But like, if you think about it, like Kong, Kong made it out of there. So like he kind of, you know, the humans made a good call. They just decided, you know, Godzilla's an idiot almost. And it's like, Hey, we'll just play dead. It's fine. And yeah. Godzilla and like, went on his way. Kong probably never even saw like anyone this size before like going against him so we probably didn't, like didn't really know godzilla has so many like i don't want, like like powers to his at his disposable like he has like radioactive breath and everything like yeah he's, and like a big a big pointy tail like he has all this like crazy stuff that i think that like kong kind of was like unprepared for it and at the same time though it, it was cool but yeah godzilla took that round like he not he knocked Godzilla he knocked kong out kong, so woke, it's kong woke up he was in the arctic as much as I dislike Godzilla slander, um, hair, it's funny that you call him an idiot because, again, in the original King Kong versus Godzilla, they actually take uh, time to explain that Kong, even though Godzilla might have an advantage with powers and stuff, Kong actually has an intelligence advantage because he's got a mammalian yeah. brain versus Godzilla's lizard brain, oh, which word. is, you know, like, well, not pea sized, but 
relative, yeah. whatever the ratio might be. Yeah. So it's funny that you mentioned that, uh, but something that was skipped over for this. <laughs> um, all right. So then we get the fight. It finishes. Uh, they airlift Kong to uh, Hollow Earth. And yeah. uh, Harry, you didn't, I Listen, guess you didn't understand Hollow Earth. This is, yeah, again. I, like, I didn't either. <laughs> like coming in, like, yeah, please let, let me, I want you to explain it first before yeah. I try to explain it. I will just it. say okay. when, when they go to meet up Sarsgaard in the basement of a school in Philly and they're like, yo man, like let's do your theory. I don't really understand what the strategy was and why Kong was needed to go to Hollow Earth to solve Hollow Earth, to find a way to get to Hollow Earth. Go ahead, Greg. Okay, so the way that they explained it in the movie is that they they believe the Titans may originate from Hollow Earth, and so Kong may have a genetic memory passed down just inherently that uh, if he were put in a situation where he's at the entrance to Hollow Earth, he would instinctively be able to lead them the rest of the way on the journey. And then mm. that's where they're going to find that energy source that that uh, mm. Simmons needs to power, you know who, right? And Does that yeah, make that, sense? Yeah, it, it, that well, jumping I, ahead to so that scene when they when they start to take the the Earth and like the blue stuff from the Earth to like put right. it into their you know uh, large you know robotic Godzilla. Um, that's what I'm going to call them for the rest <laughs> of the show, robotic Godzilla. Um, it's like. Rebecca Hall gets all upset. She's like, what are you doing? And he, they like take like the smallest portion of like that earth. And they're like, we're going to send it up. And it's like, they didn't even really like take much. Like, why are you upset about this? Why is this like a, a something to get upset about? And it's like, well, not is- only that, but I'm pretty sure they clearly explained to her, like, this is the whole reason we're going here to yeah. get that energy source. So it's a trip for Kong, it was like a field trip. I guess she treated it like, like, <laughs> hey, we're going to go to hollow earth. You can memory lane. <laughs> Come on down. I love it. Look at these it, flying snake dragons. Like, go beat them up. Great job, Kong. So, is Hollow Earth like another dimension, or is it like exist in? in Listen, Chris. Imagine. Go to your backyard, am I am I thinking too much digging. into this? Am I thinking no. too much into this? And as a movie about a giant gorilla and a giant lizard there's fighting. A, there's a ton of books like on Hollow Earth theory and stuff like this that. Is, like, yeah, this is yeah. Real, yeah. Right, this is a real. Yeah, it's a real thing that people okay, believe yeah. in. Um. In fact, there was a, uh, a U.S. Admiral, Admiral Byrd, B-Y-R-D, that, uh, that traveled there in the early 1900s. Well, traveled to Antarctica. And he, mm-hmm. he does an interview where he says, look, there's a land in Antarctica where creatures exist that shouldn't exist. They, they died out like millions of years ago. Yeah. So kind of like the Savage Land from X-Men. But um, that's okay. part of the Hollow Earth theory. Now, Hollow Earth, the way the best way I can describe it to you is instead of what the commonly believed concept of Earth's core is that it's all like lava and just superheated molten rock. um, Instead, it's hollow with the exception of a giant landmass that, you know, creatures from billions of years ago may exist in. Does that make sense? (laughs) I guess. Yeah, I just like. But like as we get like to like it has like oxygen where like you can basically breathe it like no like no one has yeah like okay the only the only thing that threw me off is the gravity inversion stuff it's like I don't understand why there's a gravity inversion but that's why I was like I was really confused like is it because it's closer to the core because there that's why there's such a higher push on gravity because I guess you have basically the whole planet around you and yeah 
I, I, I honestly, I'm thinking way too much than I planned on, like into this. But then, like, I, I got like, I like when they first went in. It reminded me. Did you ever see the movie? Uh, I think we've talked about this. Um, the movie with to the center Foster. of the earth. No, not that one. <laughs> um, Contact. Uh, yeah, I saw it many, many Tim, years ago. Tim yeah. loves Contact. Yeah, yeah he so does. do I. I love Contact. But, like, it reminded me at the end of the movie when she goes to, like, the portal and, like, ends up in another dimension and sees her father. Like, when they're going toward, like, in... Spoiler through, alert. Like, what, never I saw it. Yeah, I... Okay. And, Come on. Uh, sorry, everyone. <laughs> what, the, the fans out there might not Look, have seen it as well, Chris. It came out, it, I think it came that. out, like, before I was born. It's been, this like, show is decidedly. Years. This, this like, show like, is decidedly spoiler-filled. If you're coming on here for a non-spoiler review we of gotta, anything... You're we in gotta the wrong change, place. We right, gotta change fine. the title of the episode to contact spoilers. Now, yeah, I'm gonna put that in my description. Spoilers for contact. Um, <laughs> I think it was like McConaughey's like one of his first movies, too. Um, but other than that, we're, all we're right, all right. I digress. Um, I, I it kind of reminded me like they were going into another dimension, like they were breaking mm-hmm. through some kind of seal. So that's why I kind of asked, like, what is this place? Like, does it yeah. is it real or is it like I but you know, at this point, yeah. Real well, within the movie. Okay. All right. <laughs> Chris, we got we got two weeks till our next show. So just start digging. Backyard. Yeah. Tear it up. Let us watch, know. We'll watch record. Captain Marvel and then start digging your way to Hollow Earth. Yep. yep, <laughs> right. yep. Get back to it. Or get See, a giant lizard to atomic breath your way through. When I was on the beach when I was like five, they said you keep digging, you'll end up in China. So maybe it just <laughs> end up in Hollow Earth. And all I hit was a septic tank. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. big, there's a big gorilla with an axe running around. Greg, what else? What else? You, you didn't like something on uh, during this during this time as well, did you? Oh, you know what? The only other thing I would add to the Hollow Earth stuff is I just would have liked to have seen more Titans there. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I say Titans, but like the creatures that they showed, I guess would not be considered Titans. They'd just be considered creatures, whereas yeah. Titans are like the name big guys. Um, but you know, they theorized this is where the Titans are from. Clearly, a race of Kongs and a race of Godzillas had been there before because of, you know, the axe and everything. Yeah. So I would have liked to have seen more monsters. I'm guessing that they'll use this place in future installments uh, as a way to explain new monsters showing up. But um, yeah, it's just the kaiju fan in me would have loved to have seen more creatures. I agree with that only because it felt like it was kind of a repeat of Skull Island because it had all the re- like all those like goofy creatures that Skull Island had and it had Kong and everything. So I think it, it kind of was a, like it felt like a repeat. Now, they, there's tons of stories that they can go moving forward with like future future Titans, which I, I would love to see. But I yeah. think that whole like the way they presented it in this movie was just kind of felt like a Skull Island sequel or, you know, reimagining. Yeah. Yeah, um, I only I felt like they covered a lot of ground in Hollow Earth too, so I don't know how they didn't come across like anyone else who was like Kong's here, let's get him. But yeah. you know, again, yeah. I agree with you. I think future installments. Uh, so then you know we get a whole bunch of stuff plot wise. Fast forwarding, we get to yeah, blah blah blah. Fast forward, we get to fight two, which takes place in Hong Kong, not Tokyo, Hong Kong. Yeah, I might have I might have misspoke on that earlier. Sorry, sorry, everyone. So let's talk about fight two. What'd you guys think? Um, Chris, go ahead. You can start it off. I I never, ever, ever want to hear another person complain about the destruction in Man of Steel ever again. (laughs) Ever again. Because all these people in Man of Steel, which is, in my opinion, and I'm not even like joking for this podcast, is a Zack Snyder masterpiece. I love Man of Steel. It's, it's, It's my favorite Superman movie. 
I, I everything about it's perfect. I, I will defend that movie till I die. But everyone was like complaining, like, oh my god, there's too much destruction and buildings were coming down and blah 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 blah. Like, if they watch this movie and are happy with the result of what happened, then I, I don't care that they like I think someone said, like, yeah, yeah, like I, I saw a note, like someone said the city was evacuated. Like, are you telling <laughs> yeah. me there's not a single soul? You see people in the city that like as in for their lives. Uh, run, yeah. And are uh, like buildings were literally like i think there was maybe three buildings standing left like I, but they were just basically using buildings as weapons throwing each other into like complete buildings so just i yeah. don't want to hear about man of steel hate before that reason whatsoever um, yeah, with with man of steel i'd say like maybe maybe like a dozen buildings or like a half dozen buildings went down with this a conservative estimate would be three quarters of the city destroyed. Yeah. And oh, it just yeah. like, 100%. and it wasn't like you could tell, like, like I, I feel like Spider-Man was saving people as like, as he, as many as he could, or like if he could, meanwhile, like Kong just like picks Godzilla up or Godzilla picks Kong up and just throws him into the tallest building he can. And that goes down. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just, I don't ever want to hear that complaint again. Um, <laughs> with that being said, the fight was cool. Um, I, I think it was, it was pretty neat. Um, I, you know, I think that, that was another one. Godzilla took it to Kong and Godzilla won that one. Um, mm. I thought Kong was dead for a minute and um, I, I thought it was cool. Um, it's another thing where I said before, where I feel like Godzilla was kind of using the environment to his advantage. Cause he knew like Kong would probably like on a one-on-one straight up Kong would probably like would kill him, but he was mm. like using that breath, like that, that, that hot breath as much, <laughs> as much as he can. Um and you know Kong was avoiding it, which is another one. Like Kong's jumping on buildings, and meanwhile buildings are getting blown up. Um, but it was it was neat. I, I like how he, he brought the axe back. Um, I'm still confused with, with how like Godzilla just flat out blew a hole through Kong Kong to get Kong up there. I, I don't. I'm just that's a, that's another that hot breath, complaint. man. That hot I breath. Mean, that hot breath went straight down. Some and, might even call it atomic breath. Um, yeah, <laughs> and the end of it was like very like. Uh, I don't understand what happened at the end where Godzilla could have just flat out lit, like burned him to a crisp, but it mm-hmm. looked like we had like a whole Martha situation from man yeah. of steel. Um, but uh, other than that, I, I think, I think the special effects in it were phenomenal. Um, and I yeah. think the whole like choreograph, like it was, it was choreographed like very well. So that, that's my take on it. Uh, Harry, how about you? Yeah, I mean, I think the the only thing I would say about the stare down or the Martha moment, as 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 we're calling it, is I think Godzilla like realized he's like, listen, there's the robot Godzilla out there, you know, Bizarro Godzilla. I gotta step my game up. I can't I can't end you right now, Kong. We'll settle this for another day, but we got we're gonna have to take care and team up here. We're gonna have to have our Avengers moment where we work together and take care of robot Godzilla. All right. But yeah, so, the, fight, the fight was cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's driving me nuts because I'm a huge G fan. It's Mecha Godzilla, Harry. You know this. You know it's called Mecha Godzilla. Uh, it's not bizarre. They correct them in the movie where I think someone yes. says like it's a robot Godzilla, and then and the, the Julian yeah. would yeah he's like yeah no yeah. it's Mecha Godzilla. That's my <laughs> that's my British accent. God bless him because he knew. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, so I, I had this fight as like two separate rounds. There was the nighttime round, which Kong won. And, you know, mm. they even uh, Skarsgård says something. Yeah, to that effect. Kong. Uh, and then the third round is like the daybreak portion of that right before Mechagodzilla shows up. 
and Godzilla clearly won that. Now, that face-off that you guys are talking about, what I took that to mean is Godzilla knows he has Kong beat, and so it's like, what's the point anymore? Like, the fight's done. You're not going to beat me, so I am the alpha. I'm I'm leaving. Um, And then, you know, Mechagodzilla shows up. But yeah, that's that's how I read the scene. I don't know. Um, I really enjoyed the fight. I think you guys are spot on. The choreography was great. Uh, Kong was using tools to show his intelligence, so that was pretty cool. What did you think um, about Kong popping his shoulder back in? <laughs> oh. yeah, I a la lethal weapon. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't like. I, you know, t- like suspension of like ble- like kind of like looking at it, like yeah like. How does he know like what exactly happened? But I mean, like, I understand he's intelligent, but does he understand like medical reasoning of how to pop your shoulder back into like it? Like, it was just like, <laughs> yeah, that know. that might have overstepped some bounds. He, uh, he was like, like uh, I, he, he's very smart, <laughs> but he was like, oh, my shoulder, like, let me just pop it back in. Apparently, he's anatomy smart, <laughs> right? Like, he was like this? the Rock in Fast and the Furious when he's like, I don't need this cast anymore. Yeah, it just breaks <laughs> off. Oh, goodness. Yeah. I, I, but again, we're talking about a Science giant. Science isn't there. We're talking about movie about two giant monsters fighting. So I'm, I'm going to, I'll let that slide for whatever You'll reason. let it slide. I don't know if I'm going to consider it a plot hole. It's just a matter of just like him, like realizing what's happening. He's like, oh, let me just pop this back in. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, ultimately I had the, uh, the Godzilla or not the Godzilla, but Godzilla beating Kong two to one. That's how I scored that fight. What do you guys think? Yeah, not I mean, even stuff though, with Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, I mean, without Robot Godzilla, you know, um, definitely two to one there for it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Kong was always going to be the underdog. I think he held, you know, held his held his weight there um, with it. But yeah, I would agree with you. All right. Uh, as far as Mechagodzilla goes, I loved um, him and the design. I thought it was really spot on. Uh, I do wish that they kept him out of the marketing because there were like h- hints dropped here and there and people guessed it like almost immediately. So that was kind of a bummer uh, that it was spoiled. But beyond that, um, yeah, I mean, I, I really dug it. Uh, what, what about you guys? Hands, what do you think of Mechagodzilla? No, I thought I thought it was really cool, and you, I agree with you with the marketing. Where I, I I'm I'm doing this thing now. Like if I watch a trailer, I don't try and go after like the third or fourth trailers that are going on because I feel like they they ruin a lot as they go on. So I only watched the I'm first trailer for this like once, and mm-hmm. I, I kind of like I you get the j- basic gist of the movie, like j- like this kind of movie of like what the story's about, like for the most part. Um, but I actually I, I think with the problem with a lot of like news sites and everything and movie sites on social media is that people post it in like in their title of a, of an article that says like best look at Mecha Godzilla here. And I'm like, you clown. And I, and I, you know, um, but I, I would have loved if they waited. Now we knew like going forward, like I would have even loved if they waited till the, like the end fight, like even when um, um, Millie Bobby Brown, what's, what's her name? Maddie or, yeah, Maddie. Like yeah, her Maddie. And, and the other two. They, if, Maddie. If they find, like, even, I, I didn't want them to find that. Like, I think they should have just kind of hinted at Mechagodzilla and then, like, towards the end, just bring him in and, you know, show him there. Um, I didn't think they need to kind of show him early, like, earlier than they, like, when mm-hmm. they introduced him. I thought it was a little too early. But his design was 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 fantastic. Um, I, you know, how they control him, too, was very Pacific Rimish. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't know if that's how it's like in the original or if he's controlled with like a, 
like a remote. I don't know. But other than that, I mean, it, it was it looked cool. Yeah. Um, in the originals, he was controlled via different means um but there were also multiple iterations of him and he is like the number two godzilla villain behind ghidra so it was cool that he got some spotlight and and you know it mm. took the two of them combined to take him down uh what'd you think of robot godzilla there <laughs> yeah i thought robot godzilla no um i thought he was pretty cool uh, I, I didn't actually see the marketing for it. So, I mean, for me, it was like, you know, what are they building towards? And, you know, when it's revealed in the movie, it was revealed to me. And I was like, oh, cool. So, like, Robot Godzilla, cool. Um, but, yeah, I, um, I thought the design was pretty cool. Um, I like uh, when um, – what's his face? Uh, the, the, head of, the head of Ark. Um, Simmons. Simmons. Yeah, Simmons. Uh, I like when he gets when he bites it, um, having oh, yeah. his uh, his moment there. That was pretty cool, and you kind of realize. And what I did enjoy, which was a surprise for me, because again, not knowing the lore of, of Godzilla in a way, was like they thought they were going to connect him with that, uh, you know, stuff from Hollow Earth, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh no, like he's going rogue, you know, uh, for it. So robots, uh, Godzilla got his time, but he had a really cool death or destruction of them. I uh, really enjoyed uh, when Kong was swinging that ax at him. That was, that was dope. Mm -hmm. um, so overall thoughts on the movie, what'd you guys think? I, uh, for me, I thought, it, I honestly, I thought it pretty much was exactly what it was going to be. I don't remember when I texted you guys, but I remember, you know, Greg, of course, was riding that hype train of like, yo, here's the trailer, guys. Yo, it's coming out this day. <laughs> and I feel like I, I texted you guys at some point. And I said, you know, they're going to fight. They're not going to like nobody's really going to win. And I mean, I guess Godzilla kind of won, you know, with our score of two to one, which I would agree with. But like then there's going to be something else that they have to fight. And I think, you know, this is this is my problem a lot with superhero movies. Um, and, you know, my only my only thing that I wish would have been different with this, which might've changed the impact of the movie um, in some ways, I felt like this was similar to justice league where it's like, I wonder if you could have gave Kong another movie, Godzilla, another movie, or, you know, introduce something before they, before they kind of come together and clash to kind of build that lore a little bit, or even more to flush out the storyline, um, you know, why hollow earth needs to be there. I feel like it was a bit rushed for that, but I thought it was exactly what uh, I had expected. Uh, my expectations were kind of met. They weren't exceeded. And the earlier reviews for it, I thought, you know, we're going to make me be like, holy, holy cow, like this is going to be, you know, incredible, not incredible, but like, you know, this is going to be great. And then, you know, walking out of it, I was kind of like, yeah, I was, that was kind of what I thought. Mm -hmm. Hans, how about you? That that's a fair assessment with that because I it was I felt the same way. Now what I have against like these giant monster movies and everything is kind of the human element that that kind of gets added to them. They're they're really all to, in my opinion they're all the same for the most part. Like right. there's always uh, like a government agency that's trying to do something that makes it look like they're going to help the world and and of course they double cross people and they're trying just they want control and and all that like you saw with like Skarsgård and. Um, Rebecca Hall's character. Now, I actually like that storyline because of the relationship between Rebecca Hall and I'm, I'm assuming it was her daughter or someone she was taking care of. Like an adopted daughter an, kind an of. An adopted daughter. Yeah. Like, And I like Skarsgård's character. Like, he wasn't a bad guy. Like, I feel like normally, like, in these kind of movies, like, he would be considered a bad guy who would have, like, a redemption arc somewhere, like, towards the end. I don't think he had that. I think he was all along, like, genuinely trying to do the right thing. 
um, which I thought was was good. I liked their relationship with Kong. Um, but then again, you have like this silly, like the secondary human story, which I thought was too silly for this type of movie. And like you see it with, um, and I'm sorry, uh, Bernie. With Bernie's character, it was very like John Turturro in like Transformers 2 and on. Like the mm-hmm. conspiracy theorist. And he's like always has silly one-liners. And Love he has character. like he has like a one or two kind of like like nice moments, like when he talks about his wife. But I just I wasn't invested in his characters because I, I again when I talk about realism in a movie like this, like how am I supposed to believe that these three people are gonna break into like this heavily secured area? Like and and nothing goes wrong with the except when they get caught and they just happen to get out of it and they're all like saying silly one-liners and everything to each other and he make they come up with clever nicknames. Like I feel if in real life, if us three ever got in that situation, we would either be like cursing at each other, like completely yelling at each other, like <laughs> flat out just like like probably would wouldn't trust each other in certain situations. We probably it would take us like forty five minutes to make a decision. Like these people are just like just lucky for the most part. Um, yeah. And I I thought like those kind of storylines like take me out of like movies like this. Like I think in Pacific Rim two has them. Like I kind of just want to see like this is the kind of movie I just want to see Godzilla and Kong fight. I understand you kind of have to have to have that human element, but I I don't really like I don't care for that kind of part of the movie. And that's why I like always said with Transformers, like I don't want a Transformers movie, another one on Earth. I want one on like Cybertron with like all Transformers and no like no human on there, like just coming up with some stupid MacGuffin that they have to get. And it's just Mm -hmm. or Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, (laughs) or Mark Wahlberg. Oh, man. Um, So for me, you know, the movie uh, was good. Um, I don't think it was great. Uh, Honestly, like of the four MonsterVerse movies, I think this was probably my least favorite. Um, Mm -hmm. But I did really love the Kong and Godzilla fights. Um, Hands, I'm with you on that secondary uh, human storyline with Maddie. Um, I just... I didn't like it. I wasn't a fan of it. I thought it was kind of unnecessary. And yeah, they did seem really lucky. And I swear to God, like I rolled my eyes so hard when Julian Dennison's character was like, oh, yeah, let me uh, let me try and crack the password. And it's like, oh, I've only ever been to HTML summer camp. And it's, it's always like, there's always something uh, like that where it's just like you think like this person's like a master hacker. And he's like, I'm trying. I've been thinking of the movie that I'm trying to say. And it, like what I'm thinking where it's a very similar discussion happening with that. And it's just like it takes like I, I don't want to hear that. Like I just it takes like the script just seems it seems like weak writing. Yeah, I know. I totally agree. Mm. And I also thought it was kind of corny that just, you know, a flask of spilt whiskey disables mecha godzilla um i thought that was weak writing as well but um but yeah i don't know uh i I don't know where i'm going with that but i will go on a tiny bit of a rant about humans in these movies because i know a lot of godzilla fans and uh especially um older godzilla fans like to look at the movies with rosy tinted glasses and they're like well I don't understand why this movie has so many humans and I, you know, I don't think it should have this many humans. It needs to be all monster fights. And I'm not saying you're in this camp, by the way, because I know what you just said, but I don't, I don't think this applies to you, but I've, there's 36 Godzilla movies. I've seen the vast majority of them and by far 95% of them, probably more like 98% of them the way the plot goes is there's two thirds of the movie that is based around humans and one third based around monster fights. 
you cannot have an entire movie that's just monster fights. It's it's impossible. Um, so humans have always had a forefront in all Godzilla movies, even going back to the original. Uh, yeah. So it's it's very unrealistic for people to sit there and say, well, the old movies didn't have it, so the new one shouldn't either. And it's like, well, that's just completely untrue. The old movies did have lots of human interactions right. and human storylines. Um, now, granted, when you go to see a movie, Godzilla versus Kong, yes, you're looking forward to those fights. But uh, but that doesn't mean that they need to completely eschew everything else, including, you know, human subplots or whatever. So wasn't a fan of the Maddie storyline. They could have got rid of that. But humans are a necessary part and they deserve a place in Godzilla movies and rant. <laughs> no, I, I agree with everything you said. Like, I, I, and like when I say like I just want to see like kind of Godzilla and Kong fight for two hours. Like, I didn't have a problem with it. Like the 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 first storyline of them going to Hollow Earth, I thought yeah. that was like fleshed out. Very, that was like perfectly explained of what their purpose is, and you know. There was like kind of like scientific explanations of why they're doing what they're doing. And, and you know, of course, you know, they're end up going to get double crossed by the bad guys because that's like every other movie, like monster movie or not. Like you yeah. just can't trust anyone in this type of movie. Um, but I, I, I think that if they spent more time on that or even cut cut out some of the like like the the Maddie story, like I just I, I thought that was the like. I agree saying it was good. I would give it like a six out of 10 for me, like in terms of rating. Um, I, I feel like if you took that out and like kind of maybe replace it with some of the old, like the first storyline or maybe longer fight scenes, I, I would be all for that. I just, I didn't, I just didn't understand. Like I, I didn't understand why it was there. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Uh, somebody earlier mentioned that it felt more like a Kong movie. Yeah, I mean, I, for me, it felt more like a Kong movie. I mean, I think he gets the, you know, I think we all agree about the Maddie storyline and, you know, even involving Kyle Chandler. Like, while I did enjoy Brian Tyree Henry's, like, character, like, I wonder if there's some contractual obligation for, like, you know, Chandler and for Millie Bobby Brown to be in the movie. But, like, it would have, I would have been fine if it was just Brian Tyree Henry, like, kind of going on, like, a one-man mission to, like, try and figure out what's going on. Um, I don't know if I could have taken a whole movie of that. Oh, dude. Well, not, not just him, but like, you know, the, I, I did enjoy kind of the Kong storyline, you know, and his connection uh, with a young girl um, with that. So that, that, but it definitely felt more like a Kong movie to me. You know, I felt like his, you know, they didn't really use like Godzilla just kind of pops up and then he's like destroying stuff. It's like the, you know, I, this is why I have such a, I don't know the way you feel about it, Greg, but this is why I like the 2014 Godzilla so much with Brian Cranston. Cause I felt like there was a good story there. I felt like the characters were important and I felt like Godzilla was used in a way that was not like that involved him in the story as well. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I would say the Godzilla 2014 movie reminded me, it's not like a one for one comparison, but it had right. definite like, cloverfield flavor um, yeah for sure yeah and that's that's a cool way to take godzilla and i'd be all all for seeing more of that uh type of story and um yeah you're right you know the the human characters in that movie were really good and uh gave you a nice anchor to um to to get behind um but even in king of the monsters you know i thought it uh the human storyline was pretty good and um seeing maddie in that and and uh you know, her dad, um, Kyle Chandler's character, they were pretty cool, but um, 
there was just nothing for them in this movie. Like they took whatever interest I had in them from King of the Monsters and just yeah. depleted it with this. So yeah, I guess I don't know if you're right or whatever with it being just a contractual situation, but uh, yeah. but it is what it is. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you. I think it felt like a Kong movie too. Um, I think it was supposed to, but it also when the movie is called Godzilla versus Kong, and I'm not saying this just as like a, a Godzilla fan, but like you should see both sides of it equally. Um, yeah. And it's, they didn't really do anything on the Godzilla perspective. Like in the other movies, they said, you know, he's kind of not like a protector of humanity per se, but he, he keeps the balance uh, in, of things in nature. And in this, he was just kind of like a wall for Kong to go up against. Um, yeah. So that was, I don't know. That, that's kind of why I didn't relate to the movie quite as much. Again, love the fights, but it, it just yeah. it wasn't there for me. But yeah, I, I do feel it was a Kong movie. Hans, how about you? Yeah, Godzilla was basically a villain for the most part for, for I feel like, 80% of this movie, even more. Like, mm-hmm. And he only shows up really in, in two scenes bef- before, like, then he shows up to fight Kong. Or no, he shows up earlier in whatever Ark Bay or whatever. Um, what's that place called? Ark? Uh, Apex. Apex. I'm talking yeah, Apex. Apex. Yeah. Sorry. He shows up the one Apex, and that's where um you see like that machine that looks like it's like drawing him there or whatever it is, and uh, you get that you get where he fights Kong, and I don't think you really honestly see him again fully until he fights Kong again, mm-hmm. and I I feel like it is a Kong movie, and whether or not like you know we said before like because he he has that like mammalian brain where like mm-hmm. he can relate to the viewer for the most part in terms of. Like, you get to see him grow. Like, he has all the big moments from going to Hollow Earth and, like, holding the axe. Like, it looks like at one point, like, him, his, like, ancestors, like, can, like basically ran Hollow Earth. And, and, like, a lot of it revolved around him. And the story was him stopping Godzilla and or trying to find a way to stop Godzilla. And I, I think it definitely felt like a Kong movie. Now, if that's because we only got one Kong movie and it took place, like, 30, 40 years or 50 years before this one did it's possible. Um, so it kind of, they maybe what they want to put a little more focus on to Kong because there's not much that you can do with Godzilla in terms of like, I, I don't think he would work well with humans in terms of like, he can't like really generate a plan. Like if you try to put him in chains, he'll probably freak out and go nuts. Mm-hmm. He can't, he doesn't know sign. Burn language. Him off with yeah. Opera. He'd burn them all. <laughs> he doesn't know sign. Like he can't communicate with humans. So I think like it was the right move to make Kong basically like kind of like the central figure of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agree. Uh, okay, so what's next for the MonsterVerse? What do you guys think? Hands, what do you think? I, I don't know. Like, what does Legendary have the rights to in terms of like? Uh, I would now. I'm a huge, huge, huge Cloverfield fan. Like, I I love Cloverfield. Like, I would love it if you have Kong and Godzilla versus whatever the the Cloverfield monster from, <laughs> not the one from the first movie, but the one from um. I don't know if you if you watch Cloverfield Paradox on Netflix. Yeah. Um, no. At the very end. Basically, the monster like his head comes above the clouds, which is Ooh. which is awesome. I would love that, but I don't, know if, alert. I don't know if they're legendary or not. I don't know if they can get the rights. I know we are getting like a, a fourth at this point, a fourth Cloverfield movie, like a direct sequel to the first one. Um, I don't know, but other than that, I don't I don't know. Like you're gonna have another team up again, like, and I think they're like someone said before they're gonna focus on more on Hollow Earth. So I hope they do. I hope like Kong and Godzilla somehow like 
kind of not live together like like in like harmony on hollow earth i still think like they're gonna have maybe like a fun tension like with each other but i i would love to see them like kind of team up into like a, a bigger like fight like like an army of monsters for the most part mm-hmm. that'd be pretty cool hair what do you think yeah, I mean, um, I'm gonna shout out again another shout out for my uh, my boy Dom. Uh, he threw me some some tweets over the weekend about let's get Fast and the Furious in here. Let's get Dom Toretto <laughs> no. fighting trying to take out Godzilla. <laughs> let's do it. Let's roll. Ride or die, family for life. Let's do it. Um, he's he's so so... both of those franchises. I can't. My mind is shattered right now. Thinking no, these I'm are kidding. getting so out of control. Like they really Listen, are. They're, they're going to space. But no, I mean, what I would like to see more for the MonsterVerse is let's let's go explore Hollow Earth. Um, let's build out you know a little bit more story for Kong or even for Godzilla. But um, I mean, I think his story is pretty, pretty set for it, but you know, let's add the space element in it. Cause I think monster zero, uh, what's, uh, again, the name, um, Ghidorah, is that what it is? Yeah. Ghidra, Ghidra. Sorry. Uh, I mean, that would be cool if, if, if a Ghidra comes back in or, or something from space. Cause I think that's kind of only the place you can go in mm-hmm. a way, um, for it. So that, those would be my two shouts of like, you know, let, let's see them team up a little bit more. Um, you know, but I'm sure it'll be typical, you know, like Avengers where it's like, oh, well, we haven't Godzilla's disappeared, you know, while during the Kong movie. And it's like, oh, Kong's back in captivity for the Godzilla movie. So, um, you know, just to kind of get that by so people don't have to ask questions. But Greg, I'd love to hear from the monster verse master. What do you think? Oh, man. So I've got some cool info for you. Uh, not only does Godzilla have villains from space, um, including one of my all-time favorites, Gigon, uh, look mm-hmm. him up after the show. He is such an awesome design, but, uh, Ghidra does come back, uh, as Mecha dun, Ghidra. Dun, dun. And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, at the end of MonsterVerse, one of the, um, post-credit scenes hands was, uh, them hanging on to, uh, the bad guys basically getting a hold of Ghidra's head. And yeah. um, I, I believe Island that Lannister. that head, I think that that head that they got a hold of is different from the one that we see in apex. So I think that I they'll agree. use that to build yeah. Mecha Ghidra. Oh, okay. Is, is, is Ghidra the one with three heads? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Welcome so, to the party, Chris. Thank you. Um, yeah. Cause there's still two heads missing. Yes, and now he destroyed well, like Godzilla yeah. out and out destroys one of them in oh, okay. the movie. So okay. I think the other two are what we see. Um, as far as you know, what else can we get from the monster verse? Well, there's a couple thoughts I have. Uh, number one, I love seeing Godzilla versus other monsters, but in the original movies, at least for I want to say like the first maybe five or six movies he was the antagonist. Like he wasn't a good guy. He was the bad guy. Mm -hmm. He was just this force of nature coming to inflict his will, Um, which, you know, he was, he was a parable of uh, the horrors of atomic bombs. That's what Godzilla was. Um, So give me some of that. Don't make him a cuddly friendly to human creature that he is like, let me see him as a bad guy sometimes too. Mm. And a force of nature that humanity has to overcome. Uh, the other thing that I like here is in the originals, again, um, you had those being made by Toho, the Japanese company that owns Godzilla, and they licensed Kong um, only for like a couple movies. So he he was in King Kong versus Godzilla, and then um, he was in one other movie where he was like solo, um, but Toho lost the license. 
Legendary, on the other hand, owns Kong and has the license at least for a while for Godzilla. Right. So we can see more Kong movies spinning out of this, which I'm very happy about and more Godzilla crossover movies. Uh, so, you know, whatever route that they go, it's nice because we know that those characters are going to be there for a while and we'll be able to yeah. see them in, in their adventures. Um, yeah. I think hollow earth and space are probably like the two ways to go. And I'm all about that. Just man, keep these coming. If they put out a new Godzilla movie every two years, just like, I'd be okay with it. Like these aren't the movies that I'm going to see for an Oscar worthy performance yeah. or even a, you know, a completely coherent plot. I don't, care about those i just want to see yeah. big things beating the crap out of each other so yeah i mean it has big summer summer movie vibes to me where it's you know middle of july it's a really hot day you know it's a friday you know hey let's go see this movie you know just to knock two hours out um and again i mean as much as as much as i was a fan of the snyder cut being four hours you know and having that ability to tell a longer story you know with this you know sometimes it's good to just get two hours and you're in and you're out you know what i mean like, you know, just diving in and being done and being like, wow, like that's over. All right. What's all, what's up to the next one. So, you know, right. while, while my critiques always are like, make the story matter, you know, make things matter. You know, it is nice sometimes to just kick back and be like, oh, there's, there's a fun two hours where I got to watch, you know, Kong and Godzilla fight. Yeah. Yeah. It, it makes me want to go back and watch like King of the Monsters and the first Godzilla. Now I, you know, I, Spoiler I, I, alert. Yeah, I yeah, I, there was a lot of spoilers for those two. Now, I mean, the first Godzilla, I had a choice, I had a chance to go see it, but whatever. Um, it just I, I kind of. <laughs> Do you want to go there? Do you want to go there? Do you want to attach it on the end of this pod? No, <laughs> no. sounds like a hot take. <laughs> this is, uh, you know what? I this is. The, I'm not going to do story time now. You're going to uh, save it. You're going to you're going to bottle it and save it. It's been seven years and I haven't seen it yet. Um, Jesus. so. Um, you know, bodily. you should go I, out of your way to watch them, and they are on HBO Max. Now. Oh yeah, they're they're entertaining yeah. movies. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. would have loved to, to see like the, I think that like the first Godzilla, I, like when I first saw it, like the trailer and everything was like really cool. It was definitely yeah, a type movie great. I like. I wanted to see in a movie theater, like somewhere around like like a ten twenty at night show. You know, with like a buddy next to I me. I thought you said you're not going to go into this. And, are we going to go like, into that's it? That's the kind of one like I want to see with people in a movie theater, like <laughs> on like a Wednesday night, like. You know, but if plans fall through, it happens. Those are oddly specific details. Listen, <laughs> for the for the listeners and the viewers, if you want to hear this story, I'll gladly tell it on the next podcast. And Chris can tell his version of events. And we'll see what people side with. But if you want to hear it, let us know about it. But we're not going to go into it here, Chris, because you just said you don't want to get into it. But you're being oddly specific about it. Oh, I'm just saying. I am just saying. I There's a reason I've not seen the first Godzilla yet. Well, it was great. And it's out of spite. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, to our listeners and viewers, let us know what you thought of Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, do you agree with some of the stuff that we said? Are you a believer in Hollow Earth? Let us hear or let us know about it. We want to hear it all. Um, that is our Godzilla versus Kong show. We're going to be back in two weeks uh, coming at you with another fresh uh, set of hot takes. And uh, Harry, anything uh, for the peeps? I uh, just want to say, I mean, I agree with Chris on his ratings on my letterbox. I gave it three out of five uh, for for stars. Um, I enjoyed it a little bit more than uh, King of Monsters, Greg. I think you said you like King of Monsters a little bit more. But I think I mm -hmm. this one, I think just because the Kong part of it, I think uh, it took it up a little notch for me there for it. So I uh, appreciate everyone listening. Um, let me know if you want to hear this this trash story from, from Chris uh, and let us know what your thoughts are on that. 
but uh but yeah appreciate appreciate everyone listening and tuning in hands anything for the peeps back on a cold night in 2014 (laughs) (laughs) um no i mean i got i'm you know with the whole like kind of just watch like it it this was definitely one of those movies I kind of wanted to make sure that I do watch soon. Like I there's now that we're starting to see these movies that are coming directly to, to, you know, HBO max and all. Um, unfortunately this wasn't one I caught in the theater. I'm glad to see like, you know, that kind of trend is going in a positive direction. I think this is a good movie to like kind of kick that off um, with people going back to movie theaters. I would definitely recommend checking it out. I mean, six out of 10 isn't a bad rating. Um, I think on rotten tomatoes no. that's considered, fresh i'm not sure i think 70 might be um 60 percent 60 so it's still fresh to me um but uh you know it definitely wants with all like kind of we just just discussed i really want to go back and watch the other godzilla movies and do this little uh this little deep dive into uh hollow earth which you know i'm afraid to do on reddit because i fall into some pretty deep holes and on uh, daniel tiger's neighborhood in reddit so we'll see uh, where this one goes (laughs) All right. Well, thanks uh, for tuning in, everyone. Um, as always, please like, share, comment, subscribe, follow, leave us a review, all of that good stuff, depending on, uh, you know, your preferred listening or watching method. Uh, other than that, like I said, we'll see you in two weeks. And as always, live spicy. Spicy.